in the red room. Before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage that light about the dark. Can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million other writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Ah, uh, yeah, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Will we keep it real? We keep it opinionated? We keep it what, Lisa, Lisa? 2016. All right. Yeah, we was right on time. I'm excited look, for our like guest today. And shit. We right, get, get, get to the other stuff. I'm okay. going to get to our guest. I'm excited. <laughs> You're like, fuck the intro, I'm bitch. trying to be polite, <laughs> but, but I'm sitting here fanning because it's like, goes way back. Like, Beastmaster watching them on TV with my mm-hmm. mom. Like, I have positive memories <laughs> of sitting and watching. You're the best up now, Keith. You're the best up now. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, and I'm at theater today, you know, because that's, that's what we're going to be talking about a lot of, mm. um, and uh, shit like that. So y'all here, that's my girl, Lisa bullock We call her the street nerdist, yes. uh, Keith. See, you know why? Why? Tell them why. You tell me why. <laughs> Catch you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I do a lot of stuff where I can bring it to you, Ratchet, if I need to, because mm-hmm. y'all have seen me on Sophista Twitter. Sophista Ratchet. Sophista Ratchet. <laughs> or I can bring it to you in the academic text, which is a lot of times I end up on panels and True. talking about things. Mm-hmm. So I can bring it to you any way you want it. <laughs> we can get grimy with it, mm-hmm. or we can get sophisticated if you need to. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You see, what I gotta deal with you. you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, it's all good. <laughs> I reckon we'll be doing a little bit of both today. Uh, yes. We're going to be going in today. Yeah. So y'all hear his voice, Mr. Sexy Man himself, Mr. Cool Man, my big bro from way back. Quiet Storm okay. voice. Don't you have Quiet Sunny? Storm voice? Sunny? You just want to go to sleep, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> like the chief rocker, Frankie Crocker. Okay, yeah, there you it, go. Oh my God, you mentioned Frankie Crocker. Oh God, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> those were the days. That was mm. up. So mm-hmm. y'all know how we do it in the rent room. If you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. <clears throat> so we got my man here, Keith Hamilton Cobb. About to speak. You about to, what, do you, what do you call him? Keith Hamilton Cobb, you guys. Are, <laughs> well, that's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> so we got my man, Keith Hamilton Cobb, you guys. Like I said, um, actor, writer, producer now. I love that. So I was telling Keith the other day. And you guys know you guys know him from way back. I mean, the list just goes on different type of shows he's been on. What I always say, Google him, bitch. Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look him up, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Look him up. Mm-hmm. Um, with Keith and I were talking, would you call me like a, a week or so ago before you came into town? Yeah, we, it's we been were a chopping week. it up. It's just been a week, yeah. And um, he's like, he'll be in town, whatever. So we started ch- chopping it up. And I started realizing he was telling me about his new show, American More, mm-hmm. which is something we'll go into as we get into the show. And. I started learning, hearing from you, how much, you know, my vision of you was as an actor. But as I always tell everybody, and by the way, we have a lot of the fans sitting in today. Shout out to all you guys. Appreciate you guys all sitting here. Um, um, they're literally here in the, in the room, by the way. Like, he's um, not, he not just making up stuff. Yeah. Like, there are other physical people in the room with us. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> um, so, and he was telling me about this new show, and I went, wow, Keith has done what I'm always preaching to everybody to do. Don't just sit and wait for Hollywood to do your, your freaking shows or your, you know, whatever you, whatever you dream to do. Go create it yourself. Right. So that's what you did. 
right? Ultimately. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I mean, you had no choice. It was either that mm-hmm. or you just, you know what I mean? You have to you have to decide to be your own boss at some point. And that's really what it's all about. So I was like, Keith, we got to get you on the show. You know, people know you as an actor. They don't know, motherfucker, you can produce some shit, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. They don't know that you can write some shit. Right. And they don't know that, you know, you have people who may be interested in taking this thing to Broadway. Yeah, you know what I mean? Indeed. So, mm-hmm. um, Keith Hamilton Cobb, you guys, y'all can clap. Y'all can clap. <laughs> y'all know how to do it. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So let's just go back a little bit, tell the kids where you're from, and just maybe like a little bit of how you got into the game. All right, the Reader's Digest version. Uh, <laughs> you give us a short version. Yeah, born and raised in New York, uh, studied at NYU, came out here uh, after all my children in 96. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, uh, I think all my children was the first, like, uh, any kind of money job. That, mm-hmm. uh, that, 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 that how did, how did you get that? How many, how many auditions did you go on for that? Oh, man, that was the only thing. You know, back, back in the day, I, I, I came out of school wanting to make theater. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, they didn't, they didn't stand anybody up in front of a camera and say, this is what your, your, your career is going to mm-hmm, be. You stood right. up in front of class and you were doing theater. Right. Mm-hmm. And you came out with a love for theater. I can't speak for everybody, but certainly sure. I did. And wanted to do that. So I jumped around the regions as much as I could. And uh, I had fallen in love uh, with classical texts as, as, as is discussed in the play mm-hmm. uh, American Moor. And there was even less of that mm-hmm. for for a, a, a fellow like me to do for any sort of any any number of socio political reasons. Mm-hmm. If we, you know, if we want to get into that, oh, we'll know. get into that but when we get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's in here. And we get into that. <laughs> That's right. But there was only so much to do. When I come back to New York, there were a handful of things uh, mm-hmm. shooting there, and but 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 it was it was the 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 top end. The the, the soap operas had not started their decline quite yet. Into you know obscurity, so there were always those shows to to read for, and I had started to sort of grow out my hair. I had these little dreads oh, and yeah. stuff, and you know people would say, well, you know Cosby was making that popular, mm-hmm. and you, you saw more and more kids on commercials selling mm-hmm. you know McDonald's or whatever, mm-hmm. and 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 they would say, well, you know you read you read like a, a leading man, but your hair says you know Taco <laughs> Bell commercials. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, of course, you can't even to this day. You can't tell people in a room. Well, I can look like something else. Right, you know? right, These are rooms where you go in and they right. say, "Well, we couldn't see him in a tuxedo because he had cowboy boots on in the audition." You know, it's that narrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so you know, I was, I was still determined to just be who I was going to be, mm-hmm. um, and. You, you know, it's funny. I, I would read for all my children. I, I think uh, Judy Blythe Wilson was the casting director okay, there, okay. and I would read for that anytime there was a, there was a role. She would call me in, and. What happens is that hair reaches a length where it goes from ethnic to exotic. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. You following this? Mm-hmm. Ethnic yeah. means you might stab somebody. <laughs> exotic means you can <laughs> fuck white girls. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Basically. That's what it means. Basically. Like, tell the truth. Shame the devil. That's right. Tell him. Tell him. That's real talk. That's, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. Just, yeah. man, just be honest. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. And it crossed that line, and I went in for an audition, and they were all like, that's it. That's, that's him. <laughs> now, that, now, that doesn't mean that once you start playing the role, you know, he was supposed to be a, a what, what did they call it? A, he was a guest character who would come in for like six episodes, stir okay. up some stuff, mm-hmm. and because he was a bad guy, mm-hmm. he'd die, and everybody's life would be screwed up enough mm-hmm. to create story for right. a, mm-hmm. a while. But they, they liked chemistry and whatnot, and I was immediately doing things when I saw the material that was acting against 
what the writers were saying. Oh, so he yeah. wore, you know, he had his sneakers open and wore these gold chains and stuff. He said, well, what is he? He said, well, you know, he's uh, from the other side of the tracks mm-hmm. and he's sort of a thief and a criminal. I said, well, you know, I mean, I grew up in a, a neighborhood that was mostly working class Italian and Jewish. Mm-hmm. You know, there weren't, there weren't a lot of black people in, 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 in my part of, of New York. But the criminals that I knew, they didn't talk a lot. Hmm. And they didn't wear anything that was going to get stuck right. jumping out a window yeah, right. or running down the street. Right. That's a really right. good point. Right. You know? yeah. So right. can I take this gold off and can I tie up my sneakers <laughs> right. you know? and can I say a little less? Wow. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. What actor says, I want to say less? That, that means that, you know hey, it's all bro, That's right. He's that's creating right. character. It's all in the face. Yeah. That's, that's right. Character. And speaking of that, I'll jump ahead. I, I, I'll jump ahead just for a minute uh, uh, because, because you bring that up. When we started Andromeda, mm-hmm. they wanted to put uh, uh, cat eyes, uh, contact oh, like lenses mm-hmm. on oh, it okay. in the character. Okay. And I said, y'all, you know, eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm-hmm. You put that shit on my eyes and nobody's going to see right. the stuff that they, they're not going to see that character think. Oh. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I didn't think I was going to get anywhere with that argument. So I went and got my ophthalmologist to write. A thing that said I had uh, giant papillary con- con- <laughs> conjunctivitis. I could wear contacts. Y'all, y'all see how Keith got his hustle on? <laughs> He's not going to say it. He went to the doctor and said, Look, I need you to uh, write this up. <laughs> and he did. God bless him. You know? So then we had that character who people could see, and it is. It was all right here. That character didn't talk a lot either. You know? Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you're saying something standing there. That's true. Right? Right. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, he so and he looked at stuff and observed stuff, and he was another character who was, you know, of dubious intent mm-hmm. all the time and always thinking three steps ahead. But to think three steps ahead, you got to be thinking and not talking. Right. That's a good point. Right. Right. That's a good point. So yeah, back to back to to AMC. You know, I did that. I did that for for two and a half years, and I realized that if I stayed doing that, I could have, you know, like bought boats and put kids through college. Oh, yeah. But I wake up twenty years later and never have been an actor. Mm. You know, uh-huh. and I wanted to make theater. I right. wanted to, you know, Keanu Reeves was making theater. You know, <laughs> right? They're hiring him. You know, right. uh, to, to do whatever you know he wanted to do. So I said, oh, I have to go to L.A. and do that. So I, I came over here and into what this was. Now let's just it, tell the kid. Let me interrupt you. You left at the height of it. Yeah. I mean, you were a super superstar as for a soap star. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, it's probably, you couldn't walk down the street without girls tripping on you. You know what I mean? You still had that. I remember going. Yeah. I remember going to the the supermarket and seeing like the soap opera digest and stuff, and all the pictures, and I was like, "Oh, let me pick this yeah. with my mom." So that's hey, a mom. big risk, right? Yeah, right? Yes. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure your agents were like, "What the fuck are you thinking?" Okay, about? a lot of people were. A lot yeah. of people still are thinking thinking that. So <laughs> I think that shit every day. You know, what the fuck is that Negro thinking? But 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 you were like. This is what I want to do. Right. This is what I want to do. This is what I feel like I need to do. Mm-hmm. This is what, you know, I'm listening to the inner voice if it, when, when I can hear it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one way to, 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 to quell that voice or for, to, for it to be drowned out is, for me, was mm-hmm. to come here. Mm-hmm. Because this was a whole new set of energies, a whole new set of people. It was like going to Middle Earth coming, mm-hmm. to, coming here, you know, mm-hmm. where there's all sorts of people with uh, weird conditions and ideas yeah. and traditions and you don't know who you're going to offend mm-hmm. and speaking that language was nothing I ever really learned to do very well you know? so I didn't do so good here you know? I was kind of happy to leave in 09 mm-hmm. you know? um, but and we, and we, we could talk about that I mean that was, it was many things there were, there were successes as, 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 it was, oh, yeah. as we're discussing but you know, I, I look at them as, as monetary successes more than creative ones I mean you create these characters mm-hmm. right and for 
a large black actor, a lot of times, too much creation is a bad thing because you start to eclipse shit. Mm-hmm. And they take that and they put it in soft focus. And if you're doing something that is, 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 is plot-driven and not mm-hmm. character-driven, mm-hmm. then they start changing character imperatives right. so that it fits the plot. Well, yeah. Which, again, That's if right. you've spent the time to create mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, it only, because you're so committed to those ideas that, that they gave you and that you embellished, if they start to, 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 to flip the script, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard to show up True. and yeah. be... When you know, you know, because as an actor, you, 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 this is what the human being would do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're telling me to do this thing. Right. You know, I see that. I see. You know, by the way, I see that in a lot of of, of there's so much TV, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many platforms now, and everybody mm-hmm. needs original content. Thousands of channels. And, 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 and you see some of these shows that are working, and I, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't binge watch anything. I don't tend to to to, to watch a lot. But if somebody says you got to see this show, mm-hmm. I'll get you know a season. Episode four, episode five, a lot of time, even for the shows that people are liking, you see people start doing stuff that isn't uh-huh. real just to drive. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, and if you're starting that early, and, but yet, <laughs> but yet they go three or four, four seasons, yeah. so yeah. Somebody, somebody doesn't care. And maybe, maybe it's the level of the audience. Maybe the audience is changing its need. I talk about in American more, the... the, the, the the reduction of you know, theaters are training their audiences to to accept above average mediocrity as excellence. Mm-hmm. Wow! You know, can you say that one more again? <laughs> Tra- they are training their audiences to accept above average mediocrity mm-hmm. as excellence. Mm-hmm. So, elaborate, elaborate. That's a, that's a big shit right there. <laughs> okay. you, 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 you you will go to see a show at a regional theater that has a great reputation, yeah. and they're holding that reputation, and and they they have a patron base which mm-hmm. they they send stuff out to and come and they buy whole seasons. Right. You know that. That's how the theater stays in business. True. But they will create these shows with the right star, you know, and they'll, they'll talk him up or they'll have some concept which the director will explain in notes in the program so, like, True. you don't miss it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're doing this really deep thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it looks like this. And when you see this guy do this, that's really brilliant, by the way. And they look at it. They watch it. And, and then, then, then they do this really funny thing. If you, if you can turn around and watch the audience, at the end of these shows, they'll do this really funny thing. There'll be this split second of nothing then they'll sort of look left <laughs> see who's clapping uh-huh. look right and slowly somebody will start to clap and then look at more people and, and oh, oh okay that was great that's, this was what and then they'll stand up Right, I was about to say, is it like, like did you notice how everybody gets a standing ovation in the theater these days? No matter what you had, you're going to stand up and clap for you like you done something. That's true. true. Just like me at the Oak Globe Theater last season, because I usually I do a see a lot of theater, the Lyceum at the Oak Globe in San Diego, and it's like I went one time, I had my little glass of wine and my little snack, and people clapped. I'm like, what are you standing up for? And then they're looking at me like, why are you not standing up? Like it wasn't that good. And I don't feel compelled to get up because you guys are getting up. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so, so you moved to LA. Moved to LA. So let's talk about the journey Ninety-six came here. Oh, that's the Left the show, and it was really, it, it, it was re- literally that simple. I was thinking, if I stay here, twenty years will go by, mm-hmm. and nothing will grow, nothing will change, and it'll be this thing. It'll be comfortable. Yeah, you'll have money. But this in your is pocket. not. Yeah, act yeah. choosing choosing this, or, or I should I should say this choosing you mm-hmm. as a profession mm-hmm. is not a comfortable thing. Mm-hmm. You know. 
You're not, you're not, you're, you're lucky if you get to be comfortable. Sure. But that's no reason, you know, I mean, those, those people who can move on and say, well, I just as soon do this thing over here because I'm not comfortable. Well, you're blessed if you can make that change. Mm-hmm. You know, me, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, these creative things are the things that I do. And mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, they will make the money they make. And, you know, we live and die and be who we are. It's sure. a fine life, Definitely. you know, whatever you accomplish or not. Mm-hmm. Um, came here, uh, uh, kicked around for the first year uh just auditioning just uh, just auditioning and and really as i said again remember it's middle earth i'm i don't know how these people are you know these people deal with me i don't know how to deal with them i don't know who to believe i don't know who to listen to i don't know what to do and my voice isn't speaking up because you know i'm afraid that i'm trying to be something hollywood likes right i'm still young enough to try and please Mm-hmm. people. So mm-hmm. I'm showing up for auditions that I know are wrong for me because somebody says, go, this is how we do it here. Yeah. You know, uh, showing up for things that, you know, let, taking direction that I, that, 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 that I think is wrong and demeaning mm-hmm. because they're saying that's how you do it. It's how you make friends. Just, just mm-hmm. go. And, um, you know, did that. I had shuffled the agent manager deck several times mm-hmm. trying to find the right fit, the right combination of people. Mm-hmm. And a year went by and, uh, the second year, NBC came along and offered me a, a, a what was it called, a, 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 a talent hold agreement. Okay. You know, I guess also called a development deal. Mm-hmm. At the time, they were handing out large chunks mm-hmm. of money they to put you. Those, no, <laughs> they don't do those. <laughs> you know, and really, all it was was money to 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 to, to have somebody, nobody else hire you. You know, mm. we'll pay you this money. Can you imagine cause, that? Cause, we're going to pay you, but we ain't got nothing for you yet. Yeah. But we think yeah. we do. We're looking yeah, for maybe. But we don't want nobody to snatch We're you developing up. for you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Now, when they, when they do that, they're developing. For, if, they, oh, if they offer you a development, right. then they got right. something in the pipe. Right. You know? Right. Right. And, and, and then, it was like, I thought, I thought this was great. You want to make a show for me? That's great. You know? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, in, in, in Hollywood years, I'm like 12, you know? <laughs> so, so, I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> So I sat around in the, for a year and, 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 and spent the money, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the year after that, I, uh, there, was, there was a guest spot here and a guest spot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing much in that year because you had to be, you know, had to remain available. But uh, the third year, Andromeda uh, came along. Was that it? After Beastmaster. Right. Beastmaster right. the same company. So they right. saw something. And uh, that was an interesting thing because uh, uh, Tribune was doing the show in Canada and they got Kevin Sorbo, who they gave the farm mm-hmm. to do the show, and he's sure the guy. Did. But the rest was Canadian content, right? right. So they had all oh, these Canadians really? up in there who, yeah. who, who did, don't, they don't quite have that rough and tumble American thing. Right, you know, right. you do the shows up there, you always mm-hmm. run that risk because they don't mm-hmm. quite, they're not quite mm-hmm. on the page, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And uh, the Karen Corbin was the, the, the head of development at the time, and she said, we need, we need this Negro. We need, we, <laughs> come, come. <laughs> Can you come do this like show? And I sat down show. with the writer, uh, Robert Hewitt <laughs> Wolf, who had written, you know, who in sci-fi circles was lauded, was somebody who, 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 mm-hmm. who, who they really loved. Mm-hmm. And he, he came along and wrote a great Bible and sat down. At first, I don't think he was excited about having to write for another character or being told that he needed to put another character in the mix. Oh, they had to add you. Yeah, they had yeah. to add it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so wasn't it was written. already written, so to speak. That's right. Okay, got Based it. on, you know, this is one of those Gene Roddenberry projects where, okay. you know, he had died and she mm-hmm. had a million things scribbled on cocktail 
detail napkins that mm-hmm. he had, you know, and it, mm-hmm. you sell this for $10 million mm-hmm. and it's just a name mm-hmm. and a byline and right. a couple mm-hmm. of, you know, and make a show, you know, had nothing to do with him, but that was, right. that, that was the show. And they had it written. He, he had written the whole thing from the ground up mm-hmm. and then was being asked to add this, this character. What can you, what can you make for this guy? And wow. we sat down and we talked and I think we had, you know, we really hit it off and he, he wrote this thing and not only the character, but a race of characters mm-hmm. who were these, you know, genetically engineered superhuman people who did all, all kinds of, you know, balls out mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and it was great, but he was writing, he wanted to write uh, 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 s- s- more serialized stuff so that each episode followed, that mm-hmm. people get in and watch mm-hmm. and they're following, Which is what they're doing you know, today more. and you're creating the mythology mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. And because this was made for syndication, I had, I had a huge education with, with this yeah, stuff, you know, doing this. because this was made for syndication, because it was not going to run on network at all, but immediately be sold to foreign nations and, 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 and markets. Mm-hmm. They wanted titties and they wanted shit to explode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they wanted each episode to stand alone. Yep. Oh, oh, you know, they wanted you to be it. able to tune in yeah. and know everything that was going on, know all right. the characters in that episode, yep. you know, and never had had to watch anything else. Yep. Now that's, and, that's, that's a note. That's a note to you guys that keep your thoughts. That's a really important note. He's talking about the difference, the difference between a standalone episode and you know one that just runs on as a serial. <clears throat> the standalone episodes make more sense in syndication because the syndication you could turn it on anytime, anywhere, and understand what's going on in the show. Uh-huh. If you have a, if you have one that's serialized, you'll get lost. You have to start. You from have the to beginning. start from the beginning, yeah. which is what most shows today are serialized, and that's why it's hard to write them as a spec. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Oh, so that was a good was lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where was I? Where was I? You, you were uh, talking about uh, uh, how much you've learned, learned and uh, syndication and syndication and stuff like that. As uh, an actor. Yeah. So so the, Robert pushed back on that. He said that's not what he wanted to write. So they 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 showed him the door and he brought oh, in somebody really? who yeah. So after, they let the showrunner go. And there and, and they found brought in somebody else who who would do what people were told mm-hmm. and you know write write these episodes one at a time. And of course, as as you know, we were just talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. you burned out your writers trying to write you know, like tw- trying to write twenty two episodes yep. a season. They're already burnt out. Yep. So now they're trying to catch up because you're going through these burning through these one a week and mm-hmm. wanting these scripts. Mm-hmm. So that it's, it's more and more nonsensical as you yep. go along. And here's this character who. It looms large was this mm-hmm. was this thing that I took all this stuff that Robert had written and put in and built this character with a, 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 a lot of depth and, 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 and integrity and he was becoming this thing that you know ran down hallways with, with these you know <laughs> I, 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 asked, I asked people I always use a joke does anybody vest on, I said, no I said, shirt on yeah, I, said, I said does anybody have coffee on this ship because we always like this you know we're always, oh shit they're going to kill us you know <laughs> does anybody sit down and just you know hey bro I had this dream last night you know, let me tell you about that. No, you know, from the moment you start, something's going to kill you, and you're running down hallways with guns and shit, you know? So, so where's the show? When do you have time to talk about the depth of character? Right. It all went away. Right. Uh, so after three seasons, I was, I was kind of burnt and done. And again, I mean, I, 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 I left the show, and people said, again, what, what, what do you do? Why don't you just stay? And I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, in retrospect, I look at all that and say, well, I could have been cool, man. I could have had yeah. all this money and yeah. all this stuff. But, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's the warrior's choice, ultimately, to go and look yeah. for the thing that, that, moves, that moves you. Um, and I came back here, and 
cut off cut off all the hair. It was 2003. That was dramatic, right? And yes. it was down to my 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 it my, was my really ass. Long and, and everybody was saying, you know, you will work. They love you. They love you. You know, you will work. You cut off the hair. And I, mm-hmm. I finally said, okay, you know, it's been 15 years. Mm-hmm. Let me do that. And I went to a pilot season. There wasn't nothing. And again, you have to remember, I was busy just being an actor. I had mm-hmm. decided to be an actor, mm-hmm. and and I decided because coming along. Mm-hmm. People would say, young man, what do you want to be? And I'd say, well, you know, I, I, I write and I direct and I, I, I know about set design and I can do, I really like lighting and I'm an actor. They'd say, you better focus on one thing and we have to be careful what we <laughs> yes. tell our children yeah. because right. they fucking listen. Yep. Right. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And I got myopic about that mm-hmm. and that's what I did when I was out here before I discovered, you know, a lot of my creative stuff that I, I manifest now came out of this, this creative constipation that was happening because nobody was hiring me to be an actor. Right. Nobody was letting me do the work. And, and I don't know why. Again, we can get into the sociopolitical mm-hmm. end of that and, what, and what, what, mm-hmm. what that was, you know. But there was stasis. There wasn't, you know, I, I, and, and I still, to this day, I walk in the rooms thinking, you know, where do I sign? Really? Do we have to, you know, what, what, <laughs> why are we having a conversation about this? Yeah. That's, in the, that's in American War too. This character who walks onto this, into this audition for the role of Othello, and he's looking around at who else is, is, is auditioning, and he's looking at the audition, and he's saying, are you looking at me? <laughs> are you looking at your script? Are you looking at me? Really? We're having a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I, I I did the same thing here, you know. The the roles I knew I was right for, I was right for. The roles I knew I w- I wasn't generally right for, you know. I, I knew I wasn't right for. I didn't want to go, you know. And well, you, well, you I, said I think something in the in the in the documentary, if I recall, it was either in the documentary or you and I were talking. Forgive me if I can't remember. Something about you might have said it in the, in the, in the documentary. Something about. Um, there are actors who, who, who play characters and there are actors who play themselves or something. To yeah, them. yeah, that? yeah. That, that I was saying that, that I'm not a character actor. Okay. I'm not an actor who, like, for instance, uh, who can we Hoffman take? Uh, uh, yeah, Gary Oldman is a good yeah. one, oh. you know, <laughs> yeah. who can be, you know, mm-hmm. any number of things. And I guess with the, with the time and attention and the indulgence, you know, mm-hmm. so much of success in, 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 in film is, is access and indulgence, sure. right? Once you get the access and somebody's going to indulge your exploration, right. you know, you can, you, you can do more. Uh, given that indulgence, I could probably come closer to it. But really, I have to start with me. I have to start with what, what, how do I synthesize whatever this is through my instrument and my experience, mm-hmm. you know? And it will be grounded and honest and have integrity if I'm allowed to do that. And I'm not saying that everybody has to be Keith, Keith Cobb, you know, mm-hmm. this Mm-hmm. That, but it has to start. It has to start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in, in, in the roles that I would I would read for the stuff, the material I would get, I would be looking for. Well, where is this? How would I be? Who this is? Right. Okay. You know. And if I couldn't find that, I said, Well, I, this ain't. They're not going to see any part of this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I show, show up. So right. why am I? You know. And it doesn't. You know, it doesn't cost Hollywood anything to line up. 60 actors. No. You know, just come. It doesn't cause them nothing to line up. No. So that process... Telling you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That that process, it it behooves you a little Mm -hmm. bit to know what you want to do so you don't go and stand in that line, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You listen to this, Chris? Yeah, definitely. So that's when... I I lost my place. No, we we were talking about your, um, your, your transitioning from... Uh, where are we on Dramana now? Yeah, came mm-hmm. back, right? Yeah. Came back here. Um, Started cut, over cut the hair, yes. right? Yeah, that's Did when we stopped watching it. Dramana, we were like watching it. And I was like, my mom's like, he's not on it anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, next. And, it, and basically, I'm going to blow my own horn here, but they took out an integral piece of of the 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 episode to episode team, and he was compelling in ways. You know, nobody likes Captain Do Good. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they like him if he's a handsome guy to look at him. But sure. Captain Do Good is not the exciting role. Mm-hmm. It's the gray characters that are always exciting. Right. I mean, y'all know this, right. Right? right? And you take out the gray character, you know. And they had that. so it just at, by that point they were yeah. saying you know we got three more seasons of this to sell and we want to sell it cheaply we want to make the same you know every in syndication mm-hmm. once you've sold it to Germany and whoever else right. they said now it's sold the money's in our pocket so make it for less yep. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and the people with egg on their faces are the actors standing out there yeah. with cheaper and cheaper costumes yeah. cheaper cheaper makeup cheaper right. and cheaper yep. stuff standing out there yeah. trying to be but, trying right. to make it work <laughs> you know it's all it, it, capitalism y'all it's all made on the back of the worker yeah. right mm-hmm. all of it is built on the back mm-hmm. of the worker. So, 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 um, so what was next after that? So you cut so your I, hair. So I cut my hair. I did, I did a pilot season and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my people. I said, you know what? This shit, y'all lied to me. This shit wasn't about hair. This is about Keith. Mm. You know, mm. people got an, an issue with this guy. Some of it, you know, my, 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 you take my, any responsibility in that at all? Sure, sure. My, 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 my people would say, well, maybe you just didn't do well. Maybe you didn't do that. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, sometimes I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I don't, but not all the time, y'all. Because <laughs> so, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking around here, okay. you know, at who's here and yeah. what's, you know, I'm looking at the field and what's going on. And, you know, I hold my own with any of them. So mm-hmm. there's something else happening here. Mm-hmm. You know, part of what can, 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 can happen is that, the largest, most evident thing in the room mm-hmm. has to be a name. Okay. You know, if you, nobody's going to put your ass on screen with Mark Wahlberg, <clears throat> you know, because mm-hmm. you're going to make him look like he's the four, four and a half feet tall, like he is, you know, <laughs> or, 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 you know, or, or Tom Cruise. Yeah. Nobody's going nobody to put you yeah. on, you know. Yeah, it's real. So, and, yeah. and, and, and in an ensemble, mm-hmm. if you're the thing that always takes focus, mm-hmm. you don't look, quote unquote, like a, a, an ordinary American, you know, you look unusual. Mm-hmm. You know, that's difficult too. You're those towering. things are real. You're towering over those dudes. So what do you do until it's your show? You know, what do you do? Yeah. And as you say, you go and you go and make your show somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got to tell that I know you did many other things between, but we got to at least jump to Noah's Ark. For, I for can, I can, yeah. Well, I can synopsize. I can synopsize the. Like, how did that come to yeah, you? After, yeah. After, I, I had said when I left all much of them, I was never going to do daytime again. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, this was good for what it was, but I know that this is a medium where the story never changes. It's this thing forever, mm-hmm. and it doesn't grow. It doesn't get. It doesn't deepen. It's, it's just what it is. And I came back here, and I, 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 I had that one year where nothing showed up, or one pilot season after pilot season. Young and the Restless showed up and offered me this deal, mm-hmm. and 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 I was I had just bought a house, and <laughs> again you're supposed to be listening to that voice, but it's yep. being drowned out by all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I I allow myself to be seduced by this idea. That we think you're the greatest thing ever. We think you're very important, and we're going to write for you. Mm-hmm. You know, well that ended up being another two years of sort of nothing. Here's a, you hired this guy, you paid me all this money, you know, and and, and a year went by and mm-hmm. there was nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and it paid me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It, pay, it paid me a lot, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of money. And Whoa, 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 where my 10%? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my pimp fees, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I got into, I got, I got through the first year and then there was a story about Losing a baby. This character was this sort of very zen, very cool character who smiled a lot and spoke softly and didn't give a lot away, but everybody liked him. Mm-hmm. And they come up with this thing a year in that he had lost a son, 
right? He had lost. They had lost. He had lost. He had lost a child. Uh, very young, and it was love his life, and he's been burying all that, you mm-hmm. know. So this whole thing was a facade, and when that comes out, it's this huge meltdown that he has. And they all came and they said, "That was we had no. That's Emmy material. We had no idea you could do that." I said, "Who the fuck you paying all this money to? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see my resume? You, made, you, made, you, made, you pay me all this money to not be that? <laughs> uh-huh. fuck is wrong? What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh-huh. <laughs> In fact, what is wrong with everybody here? Right. What, is it, what is this town? What is? I don't get it. Right." Somebody school me. I don't get it. Right. I never got it. Right. I never understood any any of it. I still don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 they said that, and then they went away, and then they never written, wrote another thing. Another year went by, mm-hmm. even after even yeah. after that thing. And you just kept playing. This. And that could have been, mm-hmm. yeah, that could have been because they have other leading men. They have sure. these guys who are supposed to be the thing, and mm-hmm. they don't want to. I don't know, but the, you know, they did it for another year, and I felt like I had betrayed myself anyway by showing back up. You know, in 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 that medium. So I was I was happy to leave. And, um, so you left that too, same way. You just let them know I don't want to. Do yeah, that? yeah. I think it was actually at the end of the deal. We we had signed for only two years, okay. and, and and it got to the end. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, again, uh, daytime was dying at that point, yeah. and the deals were getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we would renegotiate, but for for for, for this much, and, and and all these people who made their lives on that are mm-hmm. taking that. And I'm like, right. well, no, I don't need to renegotiate. There's no there's no good faith here. There's right. nothing. There's nothing. Right. You know, you've shown me that. There's no good. Yeah, faith. You don't yeah. want. You don't want. I don't know what you want, but you know what, but you know what I'm bringing. You know? and, Let me ask you a quick question. Because um, I'm, I'm trying to get Shamar on, too, at some mm-hmm. point. Who? Shamar Moore. Who? Your cousin, Shamar. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I'm trying to get him on because I want to talk about, just a little bit, people don't understand how hard soaps are to an extent, too. You know, just the, the, the number of... Of, of pages you guys have to figure out. And sometimes you don't get them until like a day or so before or whatever, you know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's working like that. Fast. Sometimes you guys are shooting every day, sometimes you're twice a week, you know, whatever it is. Can you just tell the kids like how your schedule would basically work, you know, on a show like that? Well, you know, I, it, it was it, when I got to, to, to uh, YNR, they had gotten it down to a, to a serious science where mm-hmm. you didn't. On all, on, on all my children back in New York, it was. You'd have three scenes peppered across a day, and they'd all be all spread out. So you'd be spend a lot of time sitting around. They just get to you when you get to you, and mm-hmm. and you're sort of at you, you signed it, so you're at their command, and you're sitting sure. around till when they need you. Here, depending on where your scenes were in the day, they put them all together. So mm-hmm. if you were in, you know, so and so's living room, you could you didn't have to turn your car off. You could come in there, mm-hmm. you know, go in, do your five scenes, and have mm-hmm. the rest of the day. And if so you were getting, you know, okay. and that was a show, yeah. you know, okay. um, if that was, if you, you know, they put all the things on one set together and wherever that was in the day, they call you, they were, they were really okay. efficient, That's efficient with that. Yeah. And as far as remembering the material, you know, the, 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 the thing that allows that to work in, in, in daytime is that it's the same pat emotion. It's the same. Oh. And this is, this is a, you know, this is a morality play and people feel jealousy. They feel anger. Mm-hmm. They feel fear. They feel resentment. Mm-hmm. And they look like they're not, they're not level four or five of mm-hmm. any of those emotions. They're level mm-hmm. two, you know, or mm-hmm. one, maybe one and a half, you know, <laughs> of that stuff. And That's you right. know, you look at that and you say, oh, this is a scene where he's supposed to, you have looks, you look in a certain way for that. The camera wants to catch mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that, that thing. <laughs> 
you know. And then fade to commercial. And, <laughs> and, 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 and it's basically and hold, you know, and the hold, characters. Hold, hold, and hold, and That's right. <laughs> and the characters don't grow. Yeah. They're the same people five years down the road than you sure. see you know, today. So, so you know, it's not like it's, not like it's new material. It's different yeah. words, but it's, the, you yeah. know, and that, that makes it. Okay, I was just curious know. for the mm-hmm. people who don't know. Huh. Okay. But uh, left that, and uh, I had Patrick Polk's film, uh, Punks, mm-hmm. uh, the, the independent film, he had asked me to read for somewhere uh, when I'd first come back from doing it around from Canada. Mm-hmm. And he was making this movie, and I thought the film had, had to, it, it needed development. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it wasn't a place where I felt comfortable signing on to do that. And I told him, you know, I couldn't do it respectfully, you know, mm-hmm. because I, you know, I, I, I appreciate Patrick very much. Oh, yeah. um, and he finished it and did it and showed it to me like two years later. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, shit, if I knew you were going to make this film, <laughs> I'd have done this. You showed him an early draft. That's why you don't show stars uh, early drafts. Right. That's, yeah. that's what you get. That's right. I'd have done this. <laughs> and he said, well, we're making this show. You know, we're making a movie, uh, I mean, a, a, a series out of this show. And um, when I got to read, it was for season two. Mm-hmm. For this this role in, in in season two, and nothing else was going on. It was as as I explained to you, Hollywood Pan, was sort Pan of cast that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood was sort of sleeping as far as Keaton with the Cobb was mm-hmm. concerned. And I was like, well, here's somebody who wants me to wants mm-hmm. me to work, you know. And I love Canada, I love Vancouver, mm-hmm. so I was happy to do it. It was fun, you know, fun six episodes. And and and, and you know, I, I I I was telling you before, you know, for all the stuff you can right. take the conglomerate of all the work I've done, which is years <laughs> and years of work, right. These six episodes of Noah's Ark is what in any city you walk down the street and somebody get Quincy, Quincy, and I've gone back and looked at it and said he ate all that, you know? he ate all that. He 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 don't even get that much camera time in these six episodes. It's true, you know? it's true. But, but go figure. You know? but and you I think well, but what your happened, character was you know in love with Durrell, so it had that whole. And, and 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 what happened was I think except for 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 queer as folk, queer as folk doesn't even count because it's not it wasn't it wasn't the black gay community. True, you mm-hmm. know and. And when you come up with something that gives a particular community access and exposure, mm-hmm. you know, where they are represented for the first time, you got to hit, you right. know, no matter what it is. Right. So wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And they're going to you know, be excited and they're going to, and you'll right. be like, oh my God, okay. And it's like, but it means so much to them. Yeah. So there's, there's a moment in the documentary <clears throat> we were talking about, because they were they're asking, um, after the after the documentary, there was kind of like a little Q and A, you know, like notes kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So Keith came over um, the other day, and we were sitting talking, and I was I was telling him about transitions. There was a couple of transitions they could have done, but there was one transition that came out the blue, but made sense at the time, and it was a transition where Keith is on the stage as this character in American Moore, and he's talking about I think that's. You're on the stage, or mm-hmm. is it? yes. I can't remember. It's in the play. That was. I told you, kept going in and out. So I was right. It was. Movie. It was in the. It was in the. You're talking about the the, the basketball moment. No, no. The the moment where you, where you talk about um, um, sex and with gay, uh-huh. you know, straight black and, and then they show that Noah's Ark scene. Yeah. And there's there's a scene with him and uh, Daryl, you know, being intimate, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it transitions to you talking about how how stupid it is for. I don't know. You know what I mean? Can you, can you verify what I'm talking about? Yeah. For, for, uh, I, I, the, it cuts to uh, me discussing 
why we get so deep in the, this, 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 this puerile fascination with sexuality, mm-hmm. both in, 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 in the culture and in the business, mm-hmm. you know, and why that is such a determiner of anything, mm-hmm. why that matters in somebody's acting and what, what they're doing as a character, what they're doing as a human being right. and how they conduct themselves. Why is that important mm-hmm. to this creative process and what, what, what they are giving us in, their, in terms of their mm-hmm. creative gifts, you know? I'm handing you this. Why you need to know about what is this over here? I got yeah, to do it. Any of that. Right. You know? right. But again, I don't understand. It's, it's Hollywood. So, and so much, so much of uh, 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 Noah's Ark, when they, they said, well, what was it like playing a gay character? <laughs> I said, well, I wish they were more gay. And, 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 and they said, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, you know, to make a show that's, 40, 40, 35 minutes long, 40 minutes long with commercials, whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have, I think it was shorter. There was something about, minutes. It was, it, there were half hours, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like 23, 25, 27. Yeah, minutes. you don't have the time to plumb the depths no. of anything. So you're trying to, to, to tackle issues and show characters that, that are, are represented within that community, mm-hmm. but you can't really get into what they do. To a certain extent, you have to be exploitive in your your presentation sure. of, of of those characters and they're just moments. you know they've got yeah and they've got a they've got a like maybe maybe a a, a three to one shot ratio nothing nothing more mm-hmm. you know so everything's planned out before you get to set mm-hmm. I tell this story I tell this story all the time because again this is this is about actor stuff actors you give them this stuff and mm-hmm. they're gonna take it to whatever degree and they're not gonna take kindly to being abbreviated unless mm-hmm. you pay them lots and lots and mm-hmm. lots of money mm-hmm. you know and. This was the episode where, uh, I think next to the last one, where Noah's trying to convince Quincy to, to do the runway thing for this benefit oh, yeah, that he's uh-huh. a part of. Uh-huh. And they're, they're, they're in his railroad flat of an apartment where the kitchen's down one end, and he comes down this, there's this long hallway to the bedroom mm-hmm. on the other end. And they're, uh, they're at, in, in the bedroom, and he has said, okay, I'll do this with you. He said, okay, now I have to teach you how to walk on a runway. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, you've got to be like Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. And Quincy's like, what the fuck, whatever. He <laughs> right. said, let me show you. And he goes down to the kitchen and does this sachet down, mm-hmm. the, down the, like he's on a runway, down the hall mm-hmm. to the bed where, where Quincy is sitting with his legs wide on the edge of the bed to catch him. And he walks into his arm and Quincy grabs him by the waist and turns him around like this. And the camera's over here mm-hmm. to focus on a kiss on the bed. Noah looking up, Quincy mm-hmm. looking down, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the moment. And we come in, and the set's all set up, and they say, okay, this is what's going to be, and we try it once, and that works. And I'm kind of like, y'all, yeah, 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 what? Yeah, they don't like you to stop, because, you know, mm-hmm. it's, time is money, right? Mm-hmm. I said, well, listen, not for nothing. Here we go. I said, this character, you told me this. This is what we've been playing for five episodes. This character is a big dude, right? It's me. He's a big, he's a big strong dude, and he likes little effeminate men, right? That's the, <laughs> that's the whole ah, thing. Ah, right, 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 right. And we got a little effeminate man. <laughs> I mean, Daryl was, he, he's bigger now, yeah, but he was little. He was, he was little and cute yeah. and all the mm-hmm. stuff that he was supposed little to curly be. Curly hair. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Now he's bald. That's like, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, 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 and big, big men like little effeminate men, for the same reason, big, big men like little effeminate women. They can mm-hmm. throw them around. You know, the women, they call them spinners. You put them on, you can't throw them around. <laughs> you know. Right? You know, it's the, same, it's, the, yeah. it's, the, it's the same thing. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, we're listening. I said, well, when he comes right, he's, he's coming down that hall at a clip. All I got to do is put one hand on his chest, one hand on his, 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 his thigh, and lean back, and I'll have him in a full body press up, <laughs> up like this. And then I lower him down 
into the kiss. I said, your entire audience will cream their pants. Mm. <laughs> your entire, guaranteed. This is what I'm giving you. I'm giving you pearls here. Right? I'm giving you pearls. Right? So they look at each other and say, but wait, will we be shooting off the set because it's a, fix it. Fix it. Look what you got. Look at the right. gift you got. Fix yeah. it. Take five minutes. Set this shit right. right. And let's do it. You know, so when I say to them, you know, I wish, I wish they said, what is like playing a, a, a gay character so I, you know I, I'll give you lust with a two by four if you're paying me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I don't care just just you know I, the, I get I get a kick out of going going deep going and go, get, get, finding the stuff mm-hmm. and that was the stuff mm-hmm. you know TV on the cheap I guess <laughs> you know? but that's one of the things that I like about you though is that and you and I were talking the other day and I was telling them about how there's something about commitment right as an actor and one of the things that I always notice in you, and I don't, I've known you for a long time, even when you did readings for me or whatever way back, you upstage motherfuckers. You almost have to pull yourself back sometimes because you know you can. Number one, you're a big dude. You have a big voice. You have a theater voice. Some people have a voice. You have a theater voice. It comes from the fucking intestinal cords is what I always say, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about how um, commitment. And so one of the things is, so they showed that little love scene between him and Daryl, right? Mm-hmm. You were committed into the scene. I might have saw some hesitation on the other end, right? From my viewpoint. What I saw was your commitment. As a straight dude that I've known for a long time was the commitment. So we started talking about Will Smith. Anybody see Will Smith on the Inside the Actor Studio? Anybody? So what happened was, <clears throat> so I'll give you guys a little quick little thing. So on that show, um, he always asks you, is there anything you regret, right? Not doing the kiss scene So he talks yep. about not doing the kiss. <clears throat> and he set it all up saying because Will Smith, um, um, Denzel had told him you shouldn't do the role in Six Degrees of Separation. He played a gay guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the rumor was, oh, my God, Denzel told him that he's homophobic. Denzel was saying, like Keith is, if you're going to act, you got to commit. Right? Don't just half do it. Right. <clears throat> now you're not being an actor if you right. kind of do it. Right? right? <clears throat> so he didn't understand that at the time. He was like, well, I'm just going to do this role because it's a good role and, you know, whatever. So he did the role. He got the backslap later on. He says, what I've learned now is I would have took my throat. I would have, what he said, I would have put my tongue down his throat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's where he is now. Mm-hmm. You know, he, now he understands how to commit to a role. You know what I mean? And you had that already. Right. And that's why I'm always saying I've done so many castings. I look on your resume. I'm not looking at this movie you've done. I'm looking at the mm-hmm. theater you've done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to see you're a trained actor who mm-hmm. isn't afraid to embody something, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who understands it's just a character. If it's a character that you said you're going to do, commit to the motherfucker. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah, I think Daryl was a little startled. He was a little startled. Yeah. But I think, you know, you're talking about, about Will. That, 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 that's an interesting thing. You, you, he, is, he, is, he is forgiven because of the way he came along. And I don't know. I mean, I still, we hear about this uh, now and again. We ultimately uh, uh, succumb to the business model. We chase the money, so whatever's working is is what's working. Mm -hmm. But the idea of untrained actors Mm -hmm. gaining access because they're rappers, because they're models, because they're whatever, you know, and all of a sudden they're an actor. And in no other country is that so. Mm -hmm. Add to that that somebody comes along and you're giving this young person, I don't know how old Will was when he, 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 he hit that, that stride, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with that, the Quincy Jones you know, project. But 
immediately you're making enough money to fund school budgets of small countries oh, yeah. you know every week mm-hmm. and your growth stops it has to for a while because you you are this thing mm-hmm. so it's it's when you leave that and get back into them so it's a, what, what i'm saying is that's, that that that's a lesson that had to come yeah over time he couldn't but he couldn't maturity. have started in that place yeah that's, that's right you that's know right. like i watch you you know in the play they they show scenes of him in the play the actor I see you on the stage now compared to the – you were great then. But to see you now as a man, as a full-grown, mature dude with – I mean, you will kill these actors out now. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? There's something about growth mm-hmm. that does that to you, that you have a presence. You know, I'm watching as you – every time we talk, everybody's like that. You know what I mean? You have a thing that, yeah. that people tune into. You know, into. The, 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 problem, the problem with that and again, this is just theory, this is just conjecture on my part, is that real talent, the ability, the talent to, 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 to work and say sustain, sustain yourself, uh, stay a sustainable actor in Hollywood, is to be able to give people more of what they want, not necessarily to be the balls-out actor because that may, not, that may be too much, that may be too big. How do you mitigate, how do you see what they want and give them, and I never cultivated that talent. I never knew how to just be mm-hmm. enough or do it. You know, there's something in that. There's something, that's why there's audition classes, right? Yeah. You know, that's why, there's, uh, how to read a script and how to, you know, when I left, I left here in 09. Let's talk about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I left here. I left here in in in, in 09 and I've been here. It was just after the writers' strike, mm-hmm. um, the everything, all, the almost the everything strike, right? If you remember, yeah. all yeah. the Everybody unions was were supposed to consolidate yeah. yes. and bargain collectively, yep, right. and the producers got a hold of that and 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 and, and found and sold mm-hmm. e- each one sold the other out, oh, and yeah. it was like it was done, and it was so, a yeah. collapse. And I was in those rooms when there was wars at SAG and sitting there mm-hmm. and watching these scared people was their money. All the new technologies, right? It was all about that yeah. that new shit. Who was going to get the money yeah. for that? Right. And people getting yeah, up screaming, talking about yeah. 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 yeah, people wanting to retroactively take away their 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 residual money and their right to residuals for shit as old as Gilligan's Island and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. all this nonsense. And I said, well, this is just making an ugly town unbearable. Mm-hmm. And it coincided with an audition. I hadn't gotten any material that I liked for, you know, months. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got this thing, and it was a scene of a, 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 a woman and a man. He was this hairdresser. And he was sort of this metrosexual, cool New York cat. Mm-hmm. And he did this woman's hair. And they loved each other, you know. They had this relationship, but you know, mm-hmm. she's she's you know, she loves loves women, loves doing his, uh, women's hair. And this woman, who was the the focus of the play, uh, the, the 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 screenplay, uh, had a high power job of some sort, and she was on an expense account, so she could hire him to do her hair on an expense account. And they had cut her off because economy was changing; they mm-hmm. they, they were no longer going to pay for it. So she had come to tell him, hey, "We have to break up because I, if I have to pay for this myself, I can't afford it." You know, it's because it was an expense account. You know, think wait, you're going to break up? Just you just ain't doing my hair no more. We got to break up. Wow. <laughs> what kind of so, was that? So, so so he's saying to her, "Well, no, baby, listen, I love doing your hair. I love you. We're going to figure something out." Don't worry about it. And, and they have a conversation about this, which is all very clever writing. And uh, 
He says at the end, I'll tell you what, you take a piece of paper, I'll take a piece of paper, I'm going to scribble a number that I can work for on mine, you scribble a number that you can pay on yours, Mm -hmm. then we'll exchange pages. And the tag on the scene was they each look at the page that the other one has handed them and look up, and you know that they're nowhere close. Right, right, you know? right. And right. it was just it was just clever. And I looked at the breakdowns, and you know, Paul Reiser's name was on this. A couple of other people okay. as producer. And this was a thing, right? I, I recognized the name. Uh-huh. This was this was this was going to be a thing. And I, I called my guy. I said, "This is this is the best written." Three pages, you know, that I have seen in a long time. I don't know about the show, but I, you know, I, 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 I could do this guy. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, we'll go, go down to wherever it is, and I went down there, and you know, they got. I call them the usual suspects. <laughs> yes. You know, all the yeah. Keith Cobb dudes, mm-hmm. you know, for for the for, the guys for, you go against the, all the time. That's yeah. right. And and I gotta say, I gotta stop and say, every last one of them is a substantial significant uh, 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 solid mm-hmm. actor mm-hmm. many of them have, 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 had, have had stage credits I've seen them work I know they all could do mm-hmm. basically anything I could do mm-hmm. I also know they all got cars baby mamas houses <laughs> all that Hollywood <laughs> shit that they need to pay for mm-hmm. and they all sitting in that room want that job mm-hmm. right? yeah, it's, it's important to this diatribe mm-hmm. so I go in there and she's setting up camera and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. This is, this is going to be a great show, I mm-hmm. say to her. And she says, that is that show. I said, yeah, this is three pages. I said, no, that three pages, that's the show. I said, what do you mean? She said, it's a mobisode. Uh, I said, what the fuck is a mobisode? <laughs> <laughs> she said, that's gonna, that's, that's the kind, these things are going to play on like some kid's cell phone while he's waiting for a bus. Uh. <laughs> I said, well, how did, 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 have they even figured out how to pay somebody for that? I mean, what are they going to, we're going to shoot that, and then how many, how do you keep track of that times people click that? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be, I couldn't ask all those questions, because yeah. she's like, read it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I kind of was thrown from the scene, because I was so new, the new technologies, right? Mm-hmm. This was all shit that, you know, right. you know? And, and these guys like Riza and other people, anybody who had, who, who had sense uh-huh. cashing in, yeah. right, right? right? I'm like, okay, you're a businessman, but I'm a fucking actor. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, just know how to, I just know how to do this, you know. <laughs> and I went back out in the room, and I looked at these cats, and I'm like, you know, if any of these brothers want this job, yeah. they should have it. Because I know that they're working, working for to just to get the check and do their stuff and have their lives, and this is their medium, and it has, and it has, and you know, and none of them, none, they're all like, you know, they're not the the, the, the guys that we see. Hollywood thinks there's like two bone thug oh, yeah. black actors in Hollywood, you know. <laughs> and only there might there might be four, but the other two are Englishmen with African names, right? <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. Then there's four, you know, if you add them, right, right. You know? And the rest of them, but they're all there, you know, right under the radar. They all have the ability to hold their own, throw down with any one of these motherfuckers, right? Right, right. And I said, y'all, you know, yeah, I got y'all. I hope you get this. And I went back to my manager. I said, I gotta go home. I gotta go home. He said, Well, what are you talking about? I thought you loved this. I said, I'm too big for a cell phone. I thought I, I, thought, I came out here thinking I was fucking Brando. Now maybe that Hollywood died before I got here. It took me 12 years to figure it out. But I gotta go home. I gotta go. These people don't love me. These people don't know me, and I don't understand. All right. I can't. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. And nobody has been able to. I have no mentor. You know, mm-hmm. there was nobody who said, Yo, bro, let me, let That's me. Important. It is. Yeah, you it know, is. and there was never anybody like that in, in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in my creative life mm-hmm. to say, you know, let, me, let, me, let me talk you off the edge mm-hmm. and tell you what's going on yeah. here. You mm-hmm. know? I just started sorting that out on my own, and I never really got it. You know? And you know, coming back here, 
coming back here last week, last Monday, and touching down and riding up La Cienega in the traffic mm-hmm. and stuff and looking around saying, this could, have been, this could have been seven years ago and I could still be, nothing's changed. I mean, some stuff has changed, right. but it's still, the technologies have changed, right? And we're right. following, you know, the business model follows the technologies, mm-hmm. you know? And, and we talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Now, because there is all this, all this TV, all this content, and it so easily can be leaked, storylines right. and stuff, I got, I got some sides for a show in New York. This character is like a profiler, like an FBI profiler. And he has this team, and he's talking about this serial killer who's like, who's like the serial killer to end all serial killers, right? And he's killing women, mm-hmm. and he's cutting, out, he's cutting off their, 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 their sexual parts, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know and, 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 and doing things with their blood and writing and taking baths in it and doing all kinds, doing all kinds of, of you know, stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. And he's explaining to these younger, these younger people, he's saying, this is, if you think you've seen, had a career and you've seen serial killers, you haven't seen anything, so take this shit seriously <laughs> but they don't want to leak any of the names or any of the data so they hand this to some intern or somebody and say code this make this not the script but enough so that we can see mm-hmm. what these actors come in and bring so this motherfucker this is real this is what happened okay. took 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 the names of children's toys and put them in the place of the things that this character say who's doing so so you're sitting there looking at camera saying he cuts off their barbie dolls and, 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 and bathes in soda pop. <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 you know, he, 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 he tears out their, their, their little plastic dinosaur bits, you know, and I, I, I'm reading, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking I'm reading, I, I don't know, they sent me the wrong thing, and I call my guy. <laughs> I call my guy, I said, what is, what is this, on? it's code, dude, they just don't want anybody, I said, Stephen, I said, I cannot, I can no longer, I'm grown, I can no longer be complicit in the idiocy that these people involved in because the technologies has done this thing and they have to follow it i don't have to follow anything uh, right you know we grow as, as as a culture when people push back against their basic mm-hmm. their most base human instincts mm-hmm. you know the technology is going to go right. right and we're confronted with these choices all the time how do we remain human how do we remain human to one another how do we remain loving how do we remain embracing mm-hmm. how do we because that's what's going to give us the best art mm-hmm. right all the rest of this stuff, you can find rationale for all of it. Right. And I have to understand it on, 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 on a business perspective. But as, as, an, as an artist, yeah. you know, my heart is not in it, right. in any of it. Right. And they said, would you just go? Just go do this. And I did it once. I said, I told them, I said, I am never, if any other sides come that are not in English, that are some shit like this, don't call me. I'll do this once. I will do this once. Mm-hmm. I said, but I can't. So, well, you just, you're just not going to work. Because I said, well, I don't know. It'll have to be something else, you know? And as you say, I mean, you, you, can, you can write your own projects and you can run with well, those. Well, let's talk about but, that. Let's talk well, about let, me read, let me read this quote. Because I have well, let's tell him, Let's set it, up. More. let's set it up. Okay. What do you want to tell him about the no. Macmore Forest? But I want to read with No, I want him to tell okay. us about it. I want to read this because there's several... Um, a lot of critical claim on here, but this is the one that caught me because it made me think, like, what the hell did you put in this play to have this person <laughs> say this? So these are reviews. So this is a review, right? okay? And this is from uh, the DC Metro Theater Arts, and it says, quote, I, who crept into Anacostia to watch a black actor talk about the systemic racism of theater and society as a whole, was generally uncomfortable as I faced Cobb's anger face to face. 
but it was delicious discomfort, the kind of conscious ticking monkey wrist that only live theater can throw into the mechanism of the mind. Mm. I had a lot to think about after Mr. Cobb took his bows to a standing ovation. What the hell that did you write? <laughs> so set it up. Tell, tell a kid. Tell us about American Moore, because if somebody, I'm assuming this is a white person who said that, because anytime somebody says something, I'm uncomfortable. Because you know, I would have been out and going like, that's right. He's speaking truth. Hashtag facts. You know. So for somebody to say, I'm uncomfortable, what is it? The, uh, the elevator pitch for American Moore is that it is the exploration of the experience of the American black male through the metaphor of Shakespeare's Othello. That's the elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. What it is ultimately about is that, but also it is about the qualitative decline of the American theater. Mm-hmm. It is about what love is and what, what, who, who gets to have it and what it is from, from the perceiver's perspective, you know, mm-hmm. love between a, 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 white, a, a white woman and a black man, mm-hmm. you know, what, 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 what that is, is not. Um, it is about who gets to make art, mm-hmm. uh, who, who, whose perspectives matter, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, in the same way as, as about whose lives matter, right. you know. It, uh, it is very uh, cogent to the, 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 the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and what's happening in uh, our America in terms of that discussion, in terms of bias, mm. in terms of are we going to choose this time because it's, it's, it's ripe to change, mm. right? Are we going to use this time to grow or are we going to choose purgatory and stay here and, and do this thing and be having the same discussions about, oh, the Oscars didn't handle black people mm-hmm. 10 years from now, right? you mm-hmm. know? Which is the same conversation we, to... we had 10 years ago. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> people think it's new because it's on social media, but exactly. no, we had this conversation we many, did. many times. <laughs> That's right. So I just want to set up, this is, a, this is a play that you wrote and produced, I mean, with your friends or whatever, but this, one of the reasons I want to have you on, to keep your thought if you can, mm-hmm. this is super important. This is all about progression. From being an actor to taking your own initiative to being your own boss to writing a fucking play that you're trying to take to Broadway. You know what I mean? And that's, what, that's what's going on now. That's you see the on. reviews from the, the, the one cheat and stuff that he gave you guys. It's, it's killer. And especially this particular play from Shakespeare because, you know, coming from San Diego, junior mm-hmm. theater, doing mm-hmm. Old Globe stuff and setting in that. Like, my play was always like Macbeth because, you know, death and oh, the blood. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time I was sitting in the Old Globe and I got to see Othello. And it was one of those things where it's like, this shit is like some historic, like, this ain't some bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. Shakespeare was writing some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's one of those, those plays, because it deals with race. It deals with this, this concept of black manhood. And we don't get to see that a lot in terms of, like... He talks about that a lot. Shakespearean that. plays, yes. you know. Like, it's, it was one of those ones where I was just like, I mean, I must have like been 14. I was, like, riveted. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you see all of them, Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. And then when, I, when you first see Othello, mm-hmm. and it was a black actor who was playing Othello, because, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah. You see you know, Olivier in a black face. Yeah, but... And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. And for you to take that and... and yeah, how did this all come I, to you? Yeah, I want to know. Well, let me set up for you, let me set up for you first, uh, by way of uh, explaining that, let me set up for you first what transpires in the play. Mm-hmm. The play is an audition for the role of Othello, a black man who is ostensibly me, mm-hmm. so somebody 50 or so years old mm-hmm. is standing there and at 50 you He's have vampire too. Look at you know me. what <laughs> we, we have a whole list of everybody in Hollywood who's a vampire <laughs> no my he list is ever growing so. pretty motherfucker look at you Hamilton 
We're going to go down the list next Hashtag. time. Yeah. No, I'm going to add more to We're going to go down yeah, the list. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go ahead, go ahead. Keep going. He's standing there, and at 50, he will have... If, if he's a black classical actor, he will have mm. been asked to audition or audition for this role any number of times already, mm-hmm. many, many times already, and will have been forced to think about it and consider it because... And maybe have it, done it. At some and point. maybe have done it mm-hmm. because it is the thing that they say, oh, you're, you're an actor. Oh, Othello. You know, you're classical actor. Oh, Othello. From mm-hmm. the time you're 12. Right. You know, they're, they're talking about that. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about Hamlet. They're not talking about Romeo. They're talking about this, mm-hmm. right? So at 50, he's standing there, and if he has the chops at all... It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. He's everything that, he, that, that, that that character would need to be, unless you got some fishy shit in your head about what he should be. <laughs> right. Right? And he is standing opposite the man on the other side of the table who is a considerably younger white male who run regional theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The director of and casting the, directors? The, and what is the, 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 he, he, is, he is his own casting director. He is the director of the, the, the okay, theater. Right. He's the artistic director, mm-hmm. and he is, ca- he is casting this thing. He is directing the play, okay. and so he's, doing the, he's conducting the auditions. Mm-hmm. And he begins to tell this man how Othello should behave, <laughs> i.e., the black, big black man in this situation mm-hmm. would behave like this. And he is metaphor for you never see him, you never see that character. It's a voice, okay. and it is sort of an omniscient voice in the theater. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is an analogy for the omniscient voice in the world, in the yes. American world that we hear when we walk out of our house saying, Negro, Negress, you will not behave that way. You can, don't you start. Don't, right. You know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what don't it's going to happen. Don't get too loud. And, 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 and didn't your mama teach you that? Right. Mm-hmm. You are not going to, you better self-edit. Right. Because and no matter what you think they need to your, hear. Yeah. Make yourself smaller. You know, that, make yourself smaller. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fit in. Like, there it is. Yeah. There yeah. it is. And uh, he does this audition that takes place in three minutes, but within that three minutes, he has an hour and a half internal monologue. Mm-hmm. So that is the play. Wow. That is the play. And within, it, within the space of that monologue, he goes through his internal process uh, 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 dealing with all this stuff that we deal with again and again in, 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 mm-hmm. in, in our day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody asked me in one of the earlier uh, 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 incarnations of this thing, why does this character go from zero to 60 so quickly? And do you know black people? He was a white gentleman. I said, you know, you and I can walk down the street and I will go to, from zero to 60 ten times in my head because of what's happening. And you would never, because of your yeah. privilege, you would you never would see never it. Know. Yeah. Now, what, what, what we have been blessed with, if it can be called a blessing, is generations of mechanisms developing to check that mm. so that we can get along mm-hmm. so that there can be some kind of communication mm-hmm. but right. don't believe for a minute that we ain't seeing that you're fucking with us <laughs> right <laughs> you know don't ever don't ever allow allow yourself and 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 and, and that question is what this character struggles with for the hour mm-hmm. and a half am i going to tell him am i going to am i going to destroy my chances of getting, of this, getting this job mm-hmm. in order to tell him what he needs to hear right and that's something that I think, you know, I'm just talking about in black people in particular. It's like the, the, the mental work of educating people, like negotiating. Do I stop and take this energy to explain to something 
Or do I just mm-hmm. piss that? Pr- I mean, do you know how many times we a got day? We got a room full of nodding heads. In <laughs> you know here what right I mean? Now. Like, and it's something that other people, and I'm just gonna say white people in particular, they don't have to really go with that because in their world, the world is everything. That's right. You know, it's like huh? opulence. They haven't, they haven't you know, it's everything. It's like yeah. you know, the only discomfort is oh, my latte was a little bit late. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, and whereas before I even get to the counter, I'm already like negotiating a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, How am do I gonna I tell this bitch my yeah. latte is late? There's only so many spoons I have <laughs> to get out into the world. Yeah. Like I have to maintain that, and I think that's something that I'm hopefully your play is trying to explain to people like the like that shit like what you just said like three minute audition mm-hmm. but an hour and a half monologue that's every black person I know mm-hmm. you know from the moment of you saying something stupid and me negotiating in my head in another that's dimension right. yeah. do I slap you do I stab you do I waste this time do I explain to you and then ruin the whole moment and then you get the guilt of okay now I'm going to be the person who ruins everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and make I'm the Debbie Downer now because mm-hmm. I brought it something either it's about race or class or sex or something and it's you know? very in your face and it's funny it is. too yeah. at times you know what I mean so it has a lot of layers in there Oh God! I want to see it. I want to see it. I gotta see it. (laughs) Well, you will. You will because it's 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 doing things. I mean, it's getting it's getting attention. You know that what I think it's crossover appeal and it does have a huge crossover appeal Mm -hmm. and 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 it's growing. Is that this character realizes that he is some percentage of this problem? We Mm -hmm. in this culture. Just 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 because this 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 terrible wrong has been. perpetrated upon us and then metastasized mm-hmm. over generations and generations and is still at the root of, 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 of what's happening, the, 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 the state-sanctioned killings of, 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 of black men, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the cordoning off of the wealth, right. and so on and so on. Um, we cannot sit back and just say, you know, why he hates me. Mm-hmm. We have, to, we have to continue to figure out a way. How can I reach you? Mm-hmm. How can I speak across? What do I and 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 uh, the last the last one I did those I, I did a, a a show in uh, University of Maryland and there was a, a doctoral student there who wrote in a blog about that saying um, when when is it when is it too much empathy when can I stop giving white people the benefit of the doubt when they only use it as an excuse to continue being what they're being mm-hmm. when do I which is a huge a huge argument mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I was so moved by it because she made it in the post performance discussion that day but. That's why everybody seems to like this play because the mm-hmm. character is sitting there taking it all and saying, I know it's not just you. Mm-hmm. It's not just you, mm-hmm. but you are complicit, mm-hmm. you know, and you are culpable. And either we're going to talk this out, mm-hmm. or one, you're going to be ignorant for the rest of your life. Right. Two, you're going to make shitty theater for the rest of your right, life. Right, right. <laughs> right? And, and so certainly any black theater that black people are in, mm-hmm. you know. And three, I won't ever be able to just be. Who the fuck I am, and right. that and that and that be okay, right? You know, there was you like, gotta, and, just, and and I, and, I, and I should say that gets back to to, to, to this thing in Hollywood. I don't mm-hmm. know how much of the, re, the the this resultant career is the product of shit like that. Like this 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 brother is this big mm-hmm. black articulate sharp minded. Thing who's looking at me and seeing shit like those characters, right? right. Like Tyrone Stasi, right. like Noah Kiefer. He's right. looking at me. I see that in his eyes. He ain't got no fucking the cat eye bullshit over his <laughs> right. eyes. I'm looking right at this motherfucker's eyes, <laughs> and I know, I know this motherfucker is checking me out, and he made me uncomfortable. <laughs> can, so we maybe, so, so, can we put so, yeah, a mask on him? Can we put a mask on him? Can we get a comedian for that role? Oh. And, and what's <laughs> funny is Keith. <laughs> the more you know Keith, you can hear that fucking New York accent. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
no, 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 no. When he started getting heated, he started coming out. He started coming out. He gets real, because he's half Italian, so he just like, fucking it. Wait, you got some Italian in your family, too? Oh, good Lord. These black Italians. No, it's just where I was raised. No Italian in my family, but it's where I grew up. Well, you might as well be. You were living around Italians. You might as well be. Straight up in Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Hey, Tommy, come the fuck But you mentioned something that there was something I heard. There's a new TV show that's coming out from Australia called Clever Man. And it's basically like, I would describe it as like if the X-Men were like Aboriginal peoples Mm -hmm. and there's an Aboriginal character who gets his power and realizes that he's there to help protect these. It's coming out. It's going to be on like Sundance TV. No, no. The cast is 80% indigenous aboriginal people and that's why i'm really going to like it's about to come out it's abc tv but it's going to be on the sundance channel that's why i wish there was an international channel i can just watch the tv shows Mm -hmm. but there's a character that says it in the if you go to the trailer and look at it the character says and she's aboriginal but she's also like other like an extra meta person human and she says there's no place i can go to be myself and just be who i want to be and i feel like a lot of people of color in this country and globally too it's like we're always, it's like, you know, we talk about W. Boyce, you know, we always wear our, our, you know, we always wear the mask, you know, this double consciousness. It's like, there's really rare places that I, well, personally, me personally speaking, that I can go, I can really be myself. Of course, when it's you and me talking and shooting the shit with people sure. in here, but it's always as if you're on, you're on watch for something like where I just want to let your hair down and be real, you know. Not in private spaces, but openly, live openly like everybody else does. And I feel like when I have my white friends and stuff, they tend to do that. And, you know, whereas me, I have to be very careful about what I'm saying, you know, offending people. But when you're just mentioning that with that, your character that's in this play, it's like, where does he go to be free, to be the person he needs to be, where he has to explain to this white person, probably the thousandth white person he's had to talk to, to explain why he just can't be who he needs to be, which is a human fucking being. True. You know, without all the extra baggage, mm-hmm. you know. So when you just said that, just remind me of that Clever Man line and it. It resonated with me because, like, shit, that's what we do every day. Every day. Every fucking day. Every day. You know? and, why can't, and why can't you see it without it having to fit some preconception exactly. mm-hmm. of what it's, what it's supposed to be for you, for you to, for you to be comfortable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what has been, like, you, t- you mentioned a couple of the, the audience reactions to, like, the Young with the blog. I'm reading the reviews from the critics and things. What about other people have you heard in terms of them? I'll tell about the white girl who came with you after the Was it a Malcolm X moment? You didn't have a Malcolm X moment, did you? What's a Malcolm what X can moment? I do? You remember the movie Malcolm X? We said, what can I do? I'm a liberal oh, person yeah. to come up, and what can I do to help the black struggle? And Malcolm goes, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that is so cold. I was like, that is so cold-blooded. That is so cold. But of course, years later, he regretted. He wished he would have said yeah. something. But what were those moments for you, you know, whether it's... What, what, what Hill is or, referring to is that the first the first public performance of this play, the first person to stand up in a post-performance discussion was a little 16-year-old Jewish girl. I said, that's my story. And I thought, oh, you know, we have something here because this play, I originally when I wrote it, I thought nobody's going to get this except black men, <laughs> English academics, and actors. Mm. And nobody else is going to get this, but mm-hmm. let me put it out there. And as we've done it, people from all ethnicities and walks of life and mm. sexual orientations have stood up and said, this is a play about being other right and nobody allowing you to just manifest that person without having all sorts of criteria right about how that fits and how that and so they hear what they want to hear from you Mm. they see what they want to see you walking in the room and nobody ever knows 
who you are. Mm-hmm. So there have been have been uh, women who have stood up who 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 compare it to the struggle just being female. You know, in mm-hmm. America, it's the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. a, man, it's a man's you know, they say it's mm-hmm. a man's world, and the, the same the same rules apply. Gay gay people have stood mm-hmm. up. You know. Um, you know, there's always there's always the black male who you know sees it first, you mm-hmm. know, and they get every little joke mm-hmm. and every little nuance when stuff goes by somebody mm-hmm. else. They be they be falling, mm-hmm. they be falling, <laughs> rolling, rolling. Yeah. They're like, "What is so yeah. funny over there?" And he'd be like, "You just don't know." <laughs> so let's tell it. What's what's the, what's the goal of this play? I know you you want to take it off Broadway to Broadway. You know, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 a guy on a stage with four chairs. That's mm-hmm. the whole play, and. You know, very honestly, I, I mean, I don't want to jinx myself. I don't, I don't think that's really quite what Broadway's for. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to put it in too big a house for 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 for, for that to work. It do isn't. You, do, you, it, do you prefer to do it in more intimate theater? Yeah, because more? you can get closer to okay. the to the audience. Okay. Who you know, he he makes in 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 the first. There's like a little prologue to this play, mm-hmm. and he he makes the audience part of his journey in that early three pages. He says, mm-hmm. "Watch this." This is what this is what I do. This is this is who I am. This is how life has been for me. I want you to share this with me. And then he's called into this audition. So once he walks in this audition room, you know, however that's done, he goes mm-hmm. around backstage, comes in the other side, mm-hmm. lights change. The audience is 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 is, is there with him. Mm-hmm. So that intimacy is to a certain extent important. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't do three, four hundred seats, oh, yeah, five hundred yeah. seats. Right. But I think I think off Broadway. Mm-hmm. Is, is 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 the I way to, is, is the way to go and 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 more than anything i mean i i i i don't see that as a goal just to say i played off broadway i see it as a goal because a new york off broadway house or major theatrical venue is going to garner new york press right which 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 becomes national press because it's new york press and 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 generates a national discussion about this thing which encapsulates all this shit that we're talking about mm-hmm. right now within the industry and without what's so important in this play i tell people all the time there is no separating our experience as black americans from our experience as black americans in this industry mm-hmm. you know this experience in america overarches mm-hmm. this industry and influences it you know and there's mm-hmm. no you know t- hollywood is full of, of, of people who sit down and tell they're liberal all day long mm-hmm. you know but they you know let me ask you, you know how do you think this play would 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 would, would play in in london you think they would feel the same did you I think English I, academics would give I, something I think to that I, I, I think so. I think I think we and and, and you we better have, not and take it over there because Chiwetel tried to steal it and get them theater <laughs> things over there. We have an eye. We have an eye on the UK. We want we want to do that, and it's out to 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 producers over there, and hopefully that will happen. You know, he talks about the character talks about this this English acting tradition, especially when it comes to Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and always reaching across the pond to, because we're afraid to do our Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying, if you white people are afraid of Shakespeare, how are you going to deal with me? You're afraid of me already. So if I'm doing better Shakespeare than you, you know, just because I'm not afraid of it, mm-hmm. just because I'm ready to show up and make it my own, mm-hmm. you're going to be always trying to take it back and claim it as, well, you know, we know, you know. Right. And he talks about, you know, he, 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 he says something like, you know, uh, 
all, all the Shakespeare's teachers that I had were, were imitations of imitations of imitations of somebody who was British who thought they knew the poet personally, you know? My metameter is... He studied with somebody who studied with somebody right. who was British, right. so, he's, so he thinks he's better, right. you know? But he's just as, as, as many generations removed from, from the 400-year-old original as I am, doesn't know any better what it's about, so all he can really do is, is, is claim it as his, own, as his own if he has the courage to, you know? And I do. I mean, mm-hmm. not only Shakespeare, but me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm claiming me yeah. as my own at yeah. this point. Yeah. And that's dangerous, and it's, and, it's, and, and, and it's powerful, and it's scary to people, and creates this. So you're caught up in this vicious cycle of, mm-hmm. well, what do you do? Do you know that you're going to, to, to lessen your chances of playing this Hollywood game or this regional theater game until some, by, some, by some means you become the thing that looks like the cash cow? You know, until then, are you are you ready to to continue this struggle? But isn't that the hero's journey? You know, um, and it's 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 it's. I don't. I, I'm I'm not fronting like I get it or understand it or know what I'm doing, other than just to at this point. But, you but, but see, what be, I love though, I feel like you, you're following your heart by doing this. Absolutely. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that you sat down and sat and wrote a freaking hour and a half play, <laughs> a one man play at that, mm-hmm. is a fucking challenge in itself. The second that you went on the stage and performed it in front of people is saying, look at my work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See me in another way. See me besides Noah's Ark. See, you know what I mean? Indeed. See me besides yeah, absolutely. Yourself, dude. Yeah. See me as this guy. This is the real, this is the kind of roles I really want to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm embracing the most when I see you do this. Yeah, I like the fact that you're bringing stuff in, especially when you, the way it's set up where it's the audition. You're almost implicating the audience as if we would be that that director. So it's like as you're talking to us, I can imagine people in the audience after a while. It's like, shit, he talking to me directly. That's right. That's you know? right. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's exactly a the dynamic. Thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a powerful thing. Now I've been trying to write for TV. I, you y'all do something. I mean, the the, the formats for TV <laughs> that you have to yeah. keep in your mind as well as telling telling authentic story and mm-hmm. and, and conversation and and and, and dialogue. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not there yet. Every, you know, every show is different. Every yeah. show is different, but it 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 it's, it's there's still some some rules oh, that I, uh, I'm not bound by in the <laughs> stuff that I write. I'm like, so I like I don't know if I could do this. You know, so I take other people's people. scripts and say, okay, I got you know Act One. I got to write this many pages, and it's got to be you know. I try to I try to set up a template and write with write with it, but I don't. Uh, it, it's oh. you know that's why they say it's a craft. It's a craft like you being an actor. It's a craft being a writer. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you said, it. you guys were workshopping this thing. You go out and perform it. You see what works. You see what's stuck. You see oh that joke didn't work or that moment didn't work. Cut that out. It's the same mm-hmm. process. So we've learned over the years that by this page and this page and this page, you can get the audience to this height or to this low. You know what I mean? So that's kind of why it makes the most sense that way. And, and, and people are able to go on that ride with you and mm-hmm. end on a high note or no. Because your play actually ends on a, it's kind of a tragedy. You don't have to tell them what happens. But you know what I mean? It kind of ends on a, oh, shit. Depending on your perspective. Yeah. Depending on your perspective, it is. You know, other people find it very hopeful, but, uh, you know, okay. I'm sort of, you know, you're going to oh, have to shit. see it. Now you got to be curious. You're going to have to see it. It could be. I'm going to do it in L.A., look. <laughs> it could be. Uh, and, 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 and it pivots on that idea that I gave you before of are we going to choose growth or are we going to choose purgatory? Yeah. And it's not clear to audience members at the end of this play what we've chosen, mm. you know. So mm. they have to make a choice. Well, what am I going to choose? Mm. You know? So after writing this, 
Have you got the bug now? Starting writing something else new? Well, yeah, no, I have been writing. You know, I I published a a collection of short stories this past year, Mm self-published. You know, and that's out there in all its formats. You can go. Yeah, it's called. It's called. It's called the odd purgatory of my personal perception. (laughs) You be going deep. That's right. That's right. That's right. right, I can't help it. I can't help Hamilton. (laughs) 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 And it's it's the collection. Of short, short. Uh, I, get I, w- I would, I would, I would argue that it's erotic fiction, but the, but the argument has been going on a long time as to whether or not it's erotic and whether or not it's even good f- fiction writing. <laughs> you know, a little bit. I got, I got, I got, I got obsessed in my in my development of my sexual life. I have been interested in observing how the sexual act, which I'm not really interested. Once you, once we get to that part you're like in porn land and nobody's really interested in that because you can see that all you want if that's what you need but the energies that conspire to get us to that point and then the energies that exist once you've chosen that are really interesting so Mm -hmm. you know you be with somebody and then two years down the road something could happen because you made that choice on that day yeah you know Mm -hmm. and that's interesting what is Mm -hmm. that so i'm 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 sort of focusing a camera on that moment and sometimes Mm -hmm. the moment whatever it is is a paragraph or a page long. And people mm-hmm. say, well, you need to develop this. I said, no, that's not, that's, that, that story, right? That's all I want you to see. Right. That's all I'm interested in. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in knowing these people beyond mm-hmm. this second. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And it's, uh, is it from it's your 12 or 13 stories. Is it, is it just no, it's all, all different. Okay. All different. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a 12 or 13 of them, and it's uh, on Amazon, uh, and it's, on, it's a, a print on demand and ebook and okay. downloadable audio with me. Uh, narrating the stories, you know. So I put it out. uh, It's called the odd purgatory of my personal perception. And if you go to the websites, Mm -hmm. um, either uh, uh, dot com, you can find it, Mm -hmm. um, or just uh, just just Google my name or put put my name in the search in Amazon. You find it to come up. Google them, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And you can also find out if anybody wants to find out more about this play. You can go to americanmore dot com, and it is there. Twitter and stuff too. We're, we're yeah, Twitter, Twitter, and Instagram are both at Keith Ham Cobb. Um, there's Facebook. Two B's. <laughs> uh, there's Facebook. Uh, you know, that's just Facebook.com/slash mm-hmm. Keith Hamilton Cobb, I believe. Um, hope I got that right. There's also a, <laughs> there's also Facebook.com/slash American More if you want the American More page. And is that is that all of them? Yeah, that's all of them. Cool. You know. All right. That's it. Well, thanks for being with us, Keith. We appreciate this it. This is man. this is this has been a blast, man. This yeah, has been man. cool. Yeah, you. Just it up, you know, having a good time. Because we can go in. I was like, oh, yeah. well, but we got our time limit. I was looking at like looking at me, like, but I want to ask him. You're just like, you know what? We have our time limit. <laughs> I gotta get ready for this thing. Yes, before. I know. Um, I know. But yeah, man. Thank you so much. You know, you know, you're my boy, and I appreciate you. You know, you were there for me. You know, back in the day. So I wanted to be able to blast this on our. Thing. And everything is moves. Right. I mean, we're growing, right? I yeah. mean, we're moving forward. Everything yeah. is, you know, this is, this is progress. This is for my, real. Who's in my living room? That's right. See? That's <laughs> right. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Where you at, Lisa? Lisa well, you know, man. you can always find me on Twitter. I'm always hidden in between the pages of a... Uh, <laughs> don't be laughing at my, my Twitter life. <laughs> my sophisticated ratchet life. Uh, you can always find me on hashtag uh, Saturday Night Sci-Fi with Geek Soul Brother. Um, you can always find me following around... Uh, uh, black girl nerds when they do the 80s live tweet 90s live tweet uh, yesterday we did uh, Paris is Burning oh, you didn't live tweet you didn't notice all my gifts that I no, have Willie Ninja bitch Willie Ninja yes and um, you can always find me uh, on Bitch Flicks where I do a lot of the film and TV criticism 
um, with an intersectional bent. So I'm always talking about race, class, gender, non-binary folks in film. And um, you can actually catch me uh, heckling you tonight <laughs> at the WGA <laughs> as we see a screen in the barbershop and have you moderate in the panel. And I'll make sure I have some good questions to make you nervous. <laughs> make you look nervous. No. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, cool. And I'm your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. I say Twitter like I'm cool. Um, <laughs> you guys can find me, uh, find the show, Screenwriters RR, on mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, please, everybody, go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Um, we need that for the iTunes. Write a little comment, and uh, we'll post it for you guys. we got to start doing more of that. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, big shout-out to all the countries. You guys know who you are. Um, I'm just going to say a couple of them. Australia, the U.K., um, Italy, Brazil, um, China, Japan, and Canada is number two. Special, special shout out to all you guys and everybody who listens. We love you guys. Um, everybody joining in 2016. Special thanks to all the fans sitting here in the audience. Hate to call y'all fans, but it just sounds like what the fuck we're supposed to call you. Um, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers. Um, special shout out to the motherfuckers sitting in here. <laughs> um, oh, man. Um, 2016. Mm-hmm. So you know how we're doing on a rant room mm-hmm. on the show. We keep it real. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. 2016. 2016. Oh, I didn't hear did you. I said 15. I, I said 15. 2016. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. Peace, y'all. Yeah. In the rant room, we say what we say. We do what we feel. We gotta keep it real. In the rant room, all about the crap is clean, right? In the red room, before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage that light about the dark. Can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. In the red room, we say. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.